Welcome everyone to Gabbing with Babish. My name is John Newman. I'm a big fan of the hit YouTube cooking show Binging with Babish. And my name is James Nichols, and I'm also a big fan of the internet cooking show Binging with Babish. Binging with Babish is a YouTube cooking show where Andrew Ray makes the food from film and television, and we're going to talk about it. Yes, we are. Episode 252, babe! I didn't like that laugh. James, how are you? Uh, Johnny, it was a laugh of pure absurdity. I'm good. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. How are you, my, my I'm friend? I'm pretty good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We did it. 2024 turns out it was a real year and not something I never thought any of us would see. It's here. I think it's going to be our best year yet. This is the Not year. starting strong. I'll tell you that. Starting You're pretty shitty. Starting strong? Why is that? Um, you know why. Oh, yeah. Do you want to you introduce him? I sure do. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the biggest piece of shit I know, a true goblin, um, a man I do not care for on a personal level, Mr. Joe Strix. And what a rousing introduction, gentlemen. I really do thank you for having me. Ain't nobody going to break up my stride. I, I am righteous in the eyes of the Lord right now. <laughs> I am bound for the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> Jim Thorpe batted a lifetime average 252 among many accomplishments. Wait, that Jim Thorpe? That Jim Thorpe. Only 252 greatest athlete ever? My dick. Wait, he played in the MLB? He played baseball. Uh, I thought football, he was a lacrosse and a football player. And basketball. And he was an Olympian. And he has a truly crazy Wikipedia page. One section of which is called Victim of Racism. Oof. Not a fun thing to have on your Wikipedia page when you are otherwise... That's probably not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that native, that mostly Native American guy was fine, probably. Um, he batted two fifty two at his, what, sixth, sixth sport? Basically, yeah. He played, let's see here. Uh, he played with the St. Louis Browns, the New York Giants, when before they moved to San Francisco the Chicago White Sox. He was all over the place. I think baseball was kind of just like a hobby that he happened to be great at, you know, relative wow. to anyone else. Uh, uh, Joe, but yeah. you do need to introduce why we hate you and why mm -hmm. you're the happiest you've ever been. You do need to clarify. Oh, sorry. So uh, last night, as of this recording, uh, two or three nights ago, as of this releasing, uh, your University of Michigan Wolverines defeated the Alabama Crimson Tide Hated by all, I would, I would, I would argue. Uh, Not this year. It really, you know, the the Death Star uh, that people would love to see destroyed, and who could pull it off? But but the uh, untouchable and uh, and fully uh, besought Jim Harbaugh. It was great. Uh, I can't express enough in words how confident I was that Alabama was going to win, and how excited I was for my friend to be upset. Yeah. I, what, what I love, what I love so much about it is how much you guys thought Alabama was going to win. It is. I it was, no, 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 no. I was see, positive. They no, were gonna see win. that this is where you got it wrong, Johnny. I knew the second that this matchup happened, and I knew I was rooting against. I knew I was rooting against Michigan since October for yeah. reasons uh, previously discussed on this podcast. Why? Wow, what happened? <laughs> Your team cheats. <laughs> yeah. Um, so does yours. The, the second, the second I saw that matchup, I knew that Michigan would want because I went, oh, I want Alabama to win. Oh, no, whatever I want doesn't happen. 
ever but also, in college football. A- analyze that. You want Alabama fucking Bama to win? Get out of here. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think you should it, analyze that. Yeah, Joe. You, that look in the mirror, you Joe. Retrospective <laughs> on what, you, what you guys have done. No, how this has been handled. No, I don't need to do any introspection. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, anyway, well, congratulations! I hate you. I hope uh, Michael Penis Jr. takes you guys down. <laughs> Johnny, I, I'm pronouncing, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yeah, his name is Michael Penis. And what's Jr. your backup quarterback? What's your backup quarterback's name? Alex Orgy. His last name is Orgy. Right. His name's that Orgy. That does rule. People That's people talk about his name being Orgy, and then they're not supposed to talk about his name being Orgy, but his last name is Orgy. I hadn't watched a Michigan game all year, and then he came in the game, and I said, "Excuse me." <laughs> I was t- <laughs> John. I did the exact. I was telling James thing. he came into a game uh, at the beginning of the year and ran in for a touchdown, and Robert Griffin the third was the commentator on that game and shouted that there was an orgy in the end zone, and uh, his his co commentator was not happy. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> people did, people don't love how much Robert Griffin the third loves to say Alex Orgy's name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, but Joey, it's funny, am, and uh, that's why we're America's you. team. We got a guy who who has group sex as his name. So that's right. I'm pleased for you. I'm pleased for Dave Portnoy. I'm pleased for everyone. <laughs> a true sour mark. Here, all can I tell great, a fun story all about the great Michigan men? <laughs> <laughs> we are equally tall, so that should tell anyone that who's watching him that. stand on his fucking tippy toes what his whole fucking deal is. Uh, <laughs> I, do you want to hear a fun story about my watching of the game? I do. Uh, Maybe ten minutes into the game, uh, our uh, building's fire alarm goes off and continues to go off for the rest of the first half. Truly, the entire time, uh, my dog uh, ceremoniously freaked out, and then we had to it? watch it from the from outside of our apartment, inside with some friends in the frigid cold. So. Yeah, it looked. Um, what, Joe, you, you can th- say you have a balcony, okay? We're all sufficiently impressed nah. by your balcony. No, no, no. I'm a man of the people. Uh, I have an outdoor space attached to the inside of my home. Uh, uh, and Joey, then Joey texted us during the game and said, "Long story, but I'm watching from outside." And then I looked up the weather in Raleigh, and it was like in the 40s. And I went, "Oh no!" Yeah. Um, now, question, Joe. Um, after the first half, yeah. Uh, after you guys had thoroughly dominated Alabama in the first half, right. despite some mistakes, did you continue to watch the game through the second half on the balcony? And if not, did you blame Michigan's near collapse on not being on the balcony for the second half? James, what a great series of accurate and leading questions. I did not start watching the second half outside, and we proceeded to play poorly. So for the last eh, roughly 10-ish minutes of game time, I watched from from good, outside. Good. That is the correct answer. You will, if you win the national title, you will be receiving a ring for your <laughs> sacrifice. I, I've I've submitted that in writing to say you're welcome. You are basically as important <laughs> as. Uh, I I think orgy. it's at the very least it's worth like an offensive analyst position, right? You, you get on the staff, you're probably hey, not a you know, coordinator. There there there's an open defensive analyst position on that staff. 
Yeah. Somebody somebody departed earlier this year. So. Yeah, no, I could be a middle linebackers coach <laughs> as long as I don't tell children what to say to the NCAA, a puppet organization, in the middle oh, of a sham right, investigation. I, I was talking about another defensive staffer who left under suspicious circumstances. Oh, right. <laughs> the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, my name's not cool track. enough. It's so hard to keep track with this Michigan <laughs> Yeah, no, the web we weave is pretty tangled at this point. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but I am I'm I'm proud of you for being sufficiently superstitious to to go back out into the cold. Yeah, of I course. Have, I have I have two follow up questions. One in the national championship, depending on how things go, will you go in and out of doors? Yes, if if needs be, I will uh, extricate myself from the situation and watch Smart. her Perfect. outside. Smart. Perfect answer. Yes. Uh, second question is, what is your wife doing during this game? Is she in the room? Out of the room? So while I was watching Outside with the buddy, with you. <laughs> yeah, do you make her come out with you depending on the score? With so for this first half, we were all outside. We, I was what we were watching it with a friend of mine who also went to Michigan and his girlfriend. When he and I went back outside the second time, the gals stayed inside and had a better time. It sounds like because uh, I, I wasn't so. <laughs> screaming like a fucking maniac at or around them, uh, and then. It also was very nice to not have to listen to the commentary. I usually like Kirk Herbstreet and uh, Chris Fowler. Just one doing it for me. So they said some insane things during the game. Yes. Uh, if 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 the if the listener watched the game, you will know that Alabama center uh, had a stroke six times and couldn't <laughs> snap the ball to the quarterback correctly. Yeah. And Kirk Herbstreet said, "You know, I think it's equally the quarterback's fault because he's so athletic, he should be able to catch it." Yeah. What a fucking what? insane. Yeah. No, you're <laughs> supposed to hike the ball at someone's ankles. <laughs> I think he had 15 bad snaps. Yeah. It was. It was crazy, are, including the most pivotal play of the game. That yeah. Them, our defensive tackle after the game was like, I, 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 I like. I tried to ask him like what was wrong and he didn't want to talk to me, which is understandable to just earnestly like be concerned about your competition. Hey man, are you okay? <laughs> I think that might be the most defeating thing of all. Oh, that dude, it's, that's do. the most brutal. Like, <laughs> like getting like pancake blocking somebody and then being like, "Hey, you all right?" Like after you after you hey, bury them into the ground. <laughs> looks like looks like you took that one pretty hard. Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> uh, I'm flying high, and. Um, Kiss my ass and suck my dick, everyone. I am the best. <laughs> uh, it's been a couple weeks since we recorded. Uh, how were our holiday seasons? Uh, Loop-de-loo um, and dickery-dock. Excellent. They were great. They were busy. I was traveling around a lot. Uh, saw a lot of family. Saw a lot of friends. Ate a bunch of food. Fat as hell you, right you now. You ate food this December. <laughs> I did. I ate a lot of food. Some of that food was with you, Johnny. I was going to say That's you guys right. had a meal together. Yeah. I'm not mad about we it. We had two meals together, buddy. I'm I'm even less mad. During dinner too, we would say things like, "Haha, remember those things we said during dinner one?" That's <laughs> what we talked about. What was the first dinner? We went to a place called Sofra, that is Persian food in my neighborhood. So uh, it's like it a sofa good. but with an R? Correct, yes. Mm. Uh yeah, it was really good. I had a lamb shank. We split a bunch of apps. Jimmy had a steak. Yeah, we had a steak with uh, pomegranate seeds on top, and I forget what the crust or whatever. It was delicious. That was one of the better tasting steaks I've ever had. Wow. Hell yeah. yeah. And, the second. The boys, and then the boys and their wives went to Red Hook Tavern, where we had hamburgers. Ham. Mm -hmm. Where I had never been, despite my friend living nearby for three years and proselytizing about that place almost incessantly. Hamburger. Um, 
Hamburger Jones. And I got to say, I said this to Johnny the night of, I'm, it upsets me how much I have to agree with you that that's one of the best burgers I've ever had. It's, it's It's astounding. Insane burger. It's so good. It's really, really good. It's fucking perfectly salty. Yes. And, and it's just onion and American cheese. That's and all that's it's on the, it. It's, and it's the perfect, if you're going to make a thick burger, it better be like that. Yeah. That's how you have to make a thick burger. Well, and it's also the bun holds up to the juice that, mm-hmm. that seeps out. So, like, there there is no structural damage. Like, maybe the onion will slide out on you here and there, but for the most the part, onion, it is. I, I took a stray from the onion. The, the, I bit into it, and the... One of the outer rings of the onion swung out and just sprayed juice on my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, which I've never gotten. I've never gotten food on my shoulder before. <laughs> I've been saying for a while that you need like a feed bag. So that's that's maybe you not heeding my advice. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was man. That was a freaking good burger. What did like, you really really good? And they have the cottage fries right now. Yes, they do. We had are, some cottage fries. Super fun. We split some croquettes that are great. We had a wedge salad. We did all kinds. What of What did we think salad. of the croquettes and the wedge? Delightful, wonderful. It's yeah. it's I mean, nice yeah. the the bacon on the wedge. You kind of divvy it up, you know. That I do love a big thick slice of bacon. It did. It, yeah, it made splitting it between four people very easy. Yeah, I was in charge of the cutting, and boy oh boy, did I nail it! <laughs> he, he sure did. Gave Everyone you guys a nice generous pieces. piece of bacon. You gave each of yourselves like what uh, a, a twenty. 26 27 share give the gals maybe a 22 23 share right mm-hmm. yeah just like jiro dreams of sushi when he makes sushi for men and women <laughs> i'm i'm often relating things in my life to jiro dreams of sushi the current and mm-hmm. contemporary documentary yeah you remember that documentary yeah um joey uh i also saw joe uh, i got to see both of my boys in person over the holiday season it was lovely we, we a also mid- ate a meal a of food bar. That was sponsored by the color brown. <laughs> it is <laughs> it is an excessively brown location. <laughs> we got we had pretzel sticks, cheese curds, uh, buffalo cauliflower. That was more orange than brown. Yeah, so but still but still you could diversity. argue shade of brown. Family. It's like a cousin of brown. Some uh, popcorn chicken, some beer, just we, a bra- table of brown. We sat at we sat at a table made of brown wood in chairs also made of brown wood and in a building made of brown wood. It was a very brown experience. That's right. What can Brown do for you? It can bring friends together. Exactly. Uh, we we shared some decent beers and uh, a rainy night in Ann Arbor. We sure did. Uh, Elsewise, uh, I gotta. What's up? I just said belly of the beast. Yes. Ann Arbor. That's that's where uh, the uh, national championship contenders uh, play their home games. So uh, <laughs> we. Uh, I got to give a shout out to Athens, Ohio, uh, which normally I wouldn't do under any circumstance. But uh, yeah, they you, have... are, you are quite loathed to uh, to give any props to anything Ohio related. Uh, they have a hot dog restaurant that doubles as a hot dog museum there. And uh, if you should ever find yourself looking for an oasis of culture in the morass of Ohio, you got to hit up Athens. Because the rest of the state is dog shit. Nice little <laughs> mecca there in there. Was waiting for that. Uh, what would you get on your little hot dog? I'm pulling up their menu now. Um, hold on, Vamp. Will I find this? Oh, Betty's Red Hot. It's called. Sometimes with a hot dog, it's fun to be maximalist or minimalist. But I feel like a lot of times, uh, well, actually, there's you can do a middle amount of ingredients as well. There's no wrong way to do a hot dog. So I mean, sometimes speaking of minimalist, you know what's really good? Mustard. 
even even a plain hot dog, if you got a good enough bun, if you're in a oh, pinch, buddy. it can work. So this place, it's called Obedi's Red Hot in Athens, Ohio. It is in addition to being a hot dog restaurant, it is also like burlesque themed. So sure. a lot of their signature dogs are named after old burlesque dancers. So they have like the Matahari, which is the red dancer. It's uh, a cool, sweet and creamy coleslaw and Betty's ch- uh, chili sauce. That's like one. Is that what you got? That is not what I got. What I got oh. is the Dixie. Everybody's favorite, Dixie Delights, using homemade Obedi's chili sauce, fresh diced onions, aged sharp cheddar cheese, and stadium mustard. So it's their version of oh, a Coney yeah. dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it good? It was stupendous. They had very good French fries, which we got the cheese fry version of. They were like a crispier version of Five Guys fries, which w- were very delightful. And uh, Amanda got something called the Sally, which is uh, bacon, diced tomato, and... Uh, lettuce with mayo if you could only do your hot dogs one way the rest of your life how would it be um spicy brown mustard uh and relish wow okay i probably i'm torn the the dirt bag in me wants to just do what i used to do which is a line of ketchup line of mustard line of barbecue sauce but i probably gotta go coney dog but the thing with a Coney dog is like that's every time that's on a golf course you have to have a Coney dog. Yeah, that's dog. at a ball game. You're cool. I with mean, this. I for, you, John, you are forgetting who we're talking to. Yeah. yeah. Also, Joe, I got to give you guys props for being the absolute daredevils to get cheese fries and hot dogs halfway through a what a fourteen hour road trip. Oh, we stopped over for the night. No, I know, but that's that could impact the next day. That's that's <laughs> Great the type point. of meal that might keep coming back on you. I think I think to that end, like we were so deep in holiday eating that like my body was looking at the onions on the hot dog as like, oh, thank God, nutrients. You know, that is true. At a certain point, it's like it, your your body's a steel trap. It can take it's anything. all it's all been bad. What is what yeah. is one oh, hot yeah, dog yeah. going to do? Your body is. We were in the Detroit airport on the way back to New York, and we went to Air, Air Margaritaville, and we had the largest plate of nachos and a hamburger, and then a beer, and got on a plane immediately after that. That's... No regard for what was about to happen. <laughs> God, God damn. And then your plane, is this correct, that it took off and then had to go back because of passenger diarrhea? Was that you guys that were on that plane? <laughs> <laughs> no. For that current story? I was fine. <laughs> I sat on the plane and I watched my little peaky blinders. They're so British. They're so British, and their their blinders are so peaky. Yeah, I like the part of the show where they uh, they go peekaboo. Here are our blinders, <laughs> and, and they, they say them. through through billows of cigarette smoke. My thing is, I like to watch a, ser- a series ten years after its critical acclaim. <laughs> That's, that's how you know it's aged well. Then you know whether to dive in. I also, I forgot to mention, um, on Christmas, I, I partook in the largest um, roast I've ever seen in my entire life. It was a, th- it was a rib roast, a three-rib was roast. Was Anthony Jeselnik there? Yes, he was. He, he made it super spicy. No, it was delicious. It was this massive um, ribeye roast it was so good my mother-in-law cooked it to barely above rare um actually right on rare it was so red on the inside it was so delicious but it was crispy <laughs> on the outside it was great i loved it all right yeah it's a Fantastic. big ass roast yeah highly recommend a big ass roast if you can get it uh 
were there what were our uh, holiday dessert adventures? Anything out of the ordinary? Um, holiday desserts. Uh, my Emily's family always does fondue on Christmas Eve, so we did like a chocolate fondue with strawberries and bananas and pound cake and cheesecake that you dip in chocolate. Yes. Uh, and then Ooh. for New Year's Eve, we ran it back and we had friends over and we did, I made a, a classic Swiss fondue and then also a beer cheese. Ooh. And then for dessert, did a classic uh, chocolate fondue, but also did like a turtle one with chocolate caramel and nuts in it. They were very Your good. apartment had to smell insane. I mean, cheese, like melting cheese on the stove is not like the smelliest endeavor. It, Unless it's well, buddy, that buddy, that depends on the cheese. Yeah, but I mean, it was mostly Gruyere, which is I feel like semi mild. Yeah. And so, at which point it, do you start mixing the cheese and chocolate, sort of, kind of <laughs> trading off joke. between that was pans? A fun one. Yeah, <laughs> that was a real fun one. Uh, some of the I made a bunch of brats to dip in them. We had a lot of bread to dip in them. Someone made soft pretzels to dip in the beer cheese, which was Ooh, very good. Very smart. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, we had a it had a real nice time. My body was uh, very confused, and then I immediately launched into Whole Thirty. Uh, and now I am punishing myself. Yeah. Well, it's punishing yourself in the other direction, at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my yeah. My uh, today was my first day of non-holiday eating, and boy, is my body not ready. It's tough because yeah. th- that first moment where you're you feel hunger again, you're like, oh, this is important to feel, but also I want to eat twenty cookies. Yeah, but also I want to end this immediately, <laughs> as I have been for the last two months. I, I mean, I'm going on uh, almost 48 hours of sobriety here, so that feels nice. <laughs> nice. Good, good for you. I'm fine. <laughs> I just want to put it out there that I'm fine. We're just doing a dry January. I don't have a problem. I can stop whenever I want. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh, should we talk about uh, Squid Game? Yes. Uh, Squid Game, the most watched show ever on netflix crazy uh i loved it what did we think oh yeah big fan yeah i mean it's a it's a phenomenal show it's a i wouldn't say it's a fun experience it's pretty dread inducing it's pretty brutal yeah um i I have have no desire to ever watch it again really Uh, no god no it i it's not again because it's very good but like i didn't feel good watching it i didn't (laughs) like no part of me was like that was yeah hell yeah it was oh just yeah like, this is feel oh. this makes me uh hopeful <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um sort of just re- reinforced a lot of negative feelings towards the human race that i have it was in general it was so funny in the aftermath of that show like having its big moment of seeing people on the right Try to be like, it's a pro-capitalist text. And you're like, you <laughs> are the most dog-brained fucking moron I have ever heard. Speaking specifically about, I think it was Tim Pool and Ben Shapiro. Crazy take. Truly psychotic take. Joe, we're all just trying to find our value in the market. Yeah, and I guess that's true. Our value is, is sacrificing ourselves in a game that we didn't know the stakes of before we got into it. Yeah. I take it back. I guess Tim Pool and Ben Shapiro are great. You're right. <laughs> I have a very vivid memory, and I don't know why, of a press conference after a Los Angeles Lakers game where AD and uh, LeBron James were talking how they didn't like the ending of Squid Game. <laughs> LeBron so, didn't like that he abandoned his child to go back. Oh, as you know, LeBron, family man, family man. I and and uh, Johnny, you famously that was your favorite part. 
Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, all this killing. I hated it so much. And at the end, when he leaves his kid, I got up and like... (laughs) Did a lap around the apartment. That's right. Uh, They filmed it last summer, and apparently season two is going to come out, they say, around the fall or Christmas 2024. It's very exciting. Uh, Um, Netflix did also release a a show called Squid Game The Challenge, where people competed in it, which feels like they didn't get the point of their own show. 100% is the case. Like... I've read a couple things on it, and just I can't bring myself to watch it. But it is just people trying to profit off of the idea of something, but executing executing it Americanly by missing all of the original texts, like points. Yeah, and there was also is Mr. Beast involved with this because he did one a thing similar to this, right? Oh, I don't know, but it would be hilarious if it was. There's nothing inherently like. Squid Game is essentially just um, it's a, it's the, a what's the what's game the show. temple what's the temple show on on um, Legends of the Hidden Temple? It's just Legends of the Hidden Temple, but you With die murder. instead of you're eliminated. That's sure. all it is. Um, would you rather die or get eliminated? Honestly, I would rather die because I wouldn't want to live in a world where I was eliminated. Would you rather Perfect be answer. underpaid or overrated? Uh, I'd rather Ooh. be killed. I'd rather be <laughs> yeah. killed than either. Of uh, Johnny, the thing you're thinking of is that Mr. Beast did do his own separate thing. It was called $456,000 Squid Game in Real Life. Right, yeah. Which is... Because I, I remember it came... like So Squid Game comes out, and then he spends like a million or two million dollars <throat> making his own version of Squid Game. And I remember a lot of the chatter around it afterwards was like, like this is the type of ingenuity we meet like need. Like he only spent this much. Squid Game, the real Squid Game took seven years. Right. And there was just an immediate backlash of like, like oh yeah, sorry the the people making source material that other people copy. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. they're the they're the problem. Yeah. Uh, just in the Wikipedia summary for the Mr. Beast one, it says after the video was published, it quickly received over 100 million views and became Mr. Beast's most viewed video. As of December 2023, it has received over 550 million views. Publications praised Donaldson for his accurate recreations of the sets, but some critics saw the video as unoriginal and as a misunderstanding of Squid Game's anti-capitalist themes. Do you think? (laughs) What gave it away that he immediately tried to profit (laughs) off of it? (laughs) Yeah, Um, crazy. Well, we like the show, um, and we're going to talk about Dalgona. Yes. Which is uh, where you race 500 laps around a track. <laughs> Specifically in Florida, yes. That's right. Yeah. That's uh, in piece three. Left. It's a honeycomb sort of thing, right? I had no fucking idea what it was when the show came it's on. It's just melted sugar with just, baking soda. It's just yeah. caramel. It's just yeah. caramel. It's all uh-huh. it is. Yes. Um, it's, I it's had no candy. clue. I had no clue what they were doing on the show, what, what it was, what it was supposed to be or taste like this was informative and i thank babish for explaining yeah on the show and also in korea it is a uh, childhood game where you take this candy and it has a state uh, uh shape stamped in it and you try to get it out without breaking it now where the show took a fun little twist was if you didn't then you die yeah and, and some of the, sh- the head some of the shapes are nice like uh like a triangle and some of the shapes are an umbrella <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah um this was one of the most nerve... Well, not one of the most. The whole show was nerve-wracking, but a yeah. nerve-wracking part of the show. Uh, Babish, however, uh, messes up 16 times, he says. <laughs> what an idiot. 
I would never it do that. It sounds very hard to make. As he's doing it, I'm like, I can't think of why, if you didn't have a YouTube show with millions of viewers, you would want to make this candy that is yeah. probably going to be decent at best. This was another This was another in a, in a long line of episodes where it made me go, I actually don't want to be a YouTuber for this type <laughs> of crap. Like, I don't want this. This being a, a season of, you know, resolution and self-reflection i've i've got a new journal that has like prompts in it and says like what do you you know what's stopping you from doing the thing you yada 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 right and uh most of it is like fear fear of failure or whatever uh immediately am like in that headspace watching him do this thing is like i would never do this because i would fail at it and, and my life is not on the line i just don't want to make candy that is bad <laughs> yeah these Anyhow. looked yeah, it was also insane how his first attempt was his best attempt, and then every change he made seemed to get worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm. And then he changed one little thing, and it was like barely anything. It was close. I felt like it was closer to the original, and then he nailed it. I wonder how much relief he felt of like this one is good enough. I can be done. It's got to feel. Pre- it's got to feel almost like not getting shot. <laughs> yeah, I bet it's like that. Uh, apparently, uh, sales have doubled for Dalgona street vendors as foreigners have become more interested in the candy, which is kind of cool. Oh, yeah. A fun side effect. Baby. Uh, I have no interest in making or eating this. No. None. And then the second thing he makes was the uh, Dalgona coffee, which was a big trend, I think, like early days of the pandemic, which is you whip coffee and you put it on top of milk. This also intrigues me 0%. Yeah. I you no... know what's good? Coffee. Regular coffee? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Regular old coffee. You wouldn't pour some uh, hot water through some beans, put it in a cup, maybe a little milk if that's your uh, if that's your deal, and drink that. Not to be all uh uh nineties stand up comedian, but whatever happens is just a regular old cup of coffee. <laughs> wow. Half ca- half calf decaf mocha calf calf calf. I mean c- c- come on. We used to be a country. Okay. <laughs> I think the foam would be an interesting thing to try. I just don't want to put it over a cup of milk. Yeah, I will just eat that out of the bowl. Give me the scoops of the foam. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why does milk have to make its way into this thing? <laughs> it was popularized on social media during the COVID-19 pandemic when people refraining from going out started making videos of whipping coffee at home. So really, this thing's popularity right now is a byproduct of uh, you know a lab in China. So that's pretty cool. That's right. <laughs> wow, full circle, you know? <laughs> Basically, Dalgona coffee is also a hoax. The point is, I, I, I don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> Great point. <laughs> um, do we have any other thoughts? No, I did enjoy this episode. I thought it was fun to watch him fail over and over again. <laughs> it was. It's, it's, we've talked a lot about like the kind of you know standard Babish episodes. I don't think one that we talk about enough is one where he just keeps trying the same... Like, for all intents and purposes, it is he tries... admirable how much he keeps trying. He tries the same thing, like, like to his point, 16 times here, and to varying degrees of, I'll call it failure, because it, it doesn't work perfectly any one time through. But I think that is also, in its own way, like, a foundational type of this show, you know, where it's like, you do have to see the ones where, like, because sometimes that is cooking, it's just failing a bunch, and then you don't find the thing that you want, and that sucks. <laughs> He's right. He's true. He gets it. Should we correspond with the coward? We should. Yes, we should. Um, this one comes to us from uh, our buddy Ian uh, with the headline, Krabbies. 
says, hey, all saw this and was blown away. So I'm just sending this internet letter uh, to see how they measure up and maybe get the pod recipe, if not. And Ian sent us a TikTok uh, of some fucking asshole making James's thing. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, James rightfully put uh, her in her place. James, would you like to commentate? Uh, I sure would. Uh, if I would like us to post the Krabby video so people can see what I'm talking about. But this is a, I on said, our very active a, social media channels. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I gave it a seven and a half out of uh, out of ten um, for a couple reasons. One, she clearly eat. Uh, she clearly cut those um, English muffins with a knife. Never cut an English muffin with a knife. The whole point of English muffins is to have crispy, craggy little bits she had like smooth cuts right down the middle and it was flat there was nothing you gotta the stuff is supposed to get into the little crags there's supposed to be pieces of bread sticking out oh you're that, talking about the initial halfway the cut. initial cut right james from the wants jump. A, james wants a fork split at the start correct she, Got she it. stumbled out the gate on this thing yes um the mixture itself uh, was... So wait, so, oh, real quick. Your technique is you take, you fork split English muffins, you put this mixture on it, you bake it, and then that's a Krabby. Mm-hmm. No, no, you so still have to cut mixture, it into pieces. You cut it You cut it before, yeah, and you cut it after you put the mixture on. You I'll cut it after you put the mixture you freeze on. It, you freeze it, cut it once it's frozen, and then it's good to go. And each piece is a quarter of an English muffin or a sixth? Sixth. I cut, sixth them, I cut mine into sixths. Great. So th- and then so this TikTok deviated in in what capacity? How was their mixture? The mixture. So the 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 cut of the um, English muffins first deviation. The mixture was not good. She included um, mayonnaise, which I it does not need to be included. I don't believe we use. I'm trying to remember. I don't have the the thing in front of me. I don't believe there's any mayonnaise. She used it's um it's the the key ingredient is the craft old english cheese spread that has to be in there for it to even be considered a crabby mm-hmm. um, and this was correct that was correct that was the basis um mine is a is a jar of the um old english cheese spread a full stick of butter mm-hmm. mixed together um a jar a can of uh six or seven ounces of lump crab meat Right. And then a heaping teaspoon of onion. She didn't put onion in there either, and that's also where she lost points. Again, like, um, like raw onion, like a diced? Yeah, diced up onion. Got it. Throw so, those in there. And to be honest, the last ones I made were for the latka party, and I doubled the amount of onion I normally do, and you guys were raving about those ones. They were very good. Um, so I think the onion adds a nice uh, flavor profile. Um she rescued it a little bit because it looked like she cooked the shit out of those, which you got to do. You got to take them. You got to get them real crispy. You can't. You got to get the edges crispy and the the some of the butter and cheese to kind of dribble down onto the pan and uh, like sizzle up and, and get little crispy bits. She did that. Um, so overall, 7.5 out of 10, I would, I would say. I'm seeing some real dog shit crabby recipes online. There's yeah. Oh, did she wait? Did she put paprika on top? No, I don't believe so. no. Oh, six point five. She lost it. You got <laughs> yeah. Pep, you got to sprinkle you gotta once you once you put all the cra- the crab meat mixture on the uh, English muffins. You sprinkle each one with a healthy amount of paprika. Um, that was the other thing. I used smoked paprika on those last ones. Pretty good. I yeah, think that very was an, good. a nice little uh, nice little smoky bit. Um, 
got to have that on there. They should be they should be almost orange on top. A lot of and these then, a lot of these recipes are including the mayonnaise, which feels interesting. You don't need it. You don't need yeah, it. Yeah, I'm glad that you don't do it, but it's not surprising to me that this type of recipe would be a mayo forward. Thing. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of these, um, they also, they're, some of these are listing a very minimal amount of, like, one of this says, like, uh, what, quarter cup of butter. One says a quarter cup of margarine, which feels fucking bananas. My, to be fair, my fair, I think, I, I believe it's a half cup. My family recipe the on the card says margarine, and I immediately ignored that and used butter. Because who <laughs> yeah, wants to use, classy. yeah, who the fuck wants to use margarine? Just use butter. Yeah. Um. Interesting. Yeah, so that's that's a crabby, but yeah. So that was a that was a six point five. I'll say six point five out of uh, out of ten on that attempt yeah. from that woman. We can do better, uh, Ian. If you yeah. want the recipe, Badger James uh, on social media. I will respond if I know how. <laughs> <laughs> he is he it. is generally sort of like King Kong fighting off airplanes uh, with with technology. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> uh, guys. If you like the podcast, please like and subscribe. Give us those five-star reviews. If you want to follow us for more content, we are at Gab with Bab on Twitter. I don't think we'll do anything on there. Uh, we're Gab with Babish on Instagram. Maybe we'll post a photo of the recipe that I can send to Joe and he can figure out how to post it because I don't know how. I don't know how. Uh, if you make Krabbies, uh, send pictures or questions, comments, queries, concerns to Gabby with Babish at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.